Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. Lord God, I thank you for the opportunity we have to open your word, to see what you want to reveal to us tonight. And I pray that regardless of how we've come in, that we will leave differently because you've revealed something uh, to us. You've dropped something into our spirit. I pray that we would leave encouraged and empowered to go out into our weeks and ready to take it for you. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Well, I'm actually quite honored this evening uh, because my parents decided to surprise me from driving out to, from the country. Why don't we welcome my parents here tonight? See, now I have the microphone. <laughs> you know, growing up as a kid, I had one goal. I had lots of goals, but one of the top goals was actually to get taller than my dad. Some said that I should have set my expectation levels a little higher because, um, you know, I was thinking, how am I going to do this illustration? Do I get a photo up or do I just describe it? I landed on just describing it, but because he's in the building, yeah. Father Jim, why don't you uh, jump up, up here tonight just for a second? We just want to, come on. Come on. This is my dad. As you can see, I set my goal really high. I think by about grade six, I achieved all I wanted to, all I wanted to achieve in life. All right, you can sit down before you say any more. Come on, give him a hand. <laughs> I grew up with him with the microphone, so this is really good right now. See, but in my eagerness to grow... What, I, what I'd do is I'd make sure, we'd, I'd measure how high I was getting. And uh, so I'd stand up against the wall and you do the ruler thing and you try to get the maximum amount of angle on the ruler just so you can get the right height. And you had to check all the time to make sure growth was happening. Otherwise, you need to, you know, get something checked out, buy higher shoes, whatever it may be. And so you had to constantly check because I wanted to see the incremental marks on the wall that showed me in real time that I was growing. And I have entitled my message tonight, Marks on the Wall, simply because we need to do the same with our spirit. We need to do the same with our spirit. See, there is constant encouragements and reminders in the Word that we need to be pursuing growth. We need to be pursuing growth. And it should be evident to those around us, should be ongoing, uh, an ongoing part of our lives, but it's so, so easy to settle into the routine. See, because if you're busy being you, you don't really notice yourself growing in height. It just kind of happens. And then you see someone you haven't seen in ages. I meet all the time people who say, Nathan, I remember you when you were this big and in nappies. And I like to, uh, they often surprised, and I don't know if it's because now I'm not in nappies anymore or if it's because I'm actually not that big. I'm not in nappies anymore. There's a few nervous laughs. It's okay. Thank you, Pastor Mark. 
But see, it needs to be something that is evident in our lives, not just to those around us, but also to us. We should be able to look back over the last year, 10 years, maybe even the last month or the last week, and when we're considering our spiritual growth, can you say that you've grown? Can you say that you've grown? If we were to put your spirit up against the wall and put some marks down, would you be able to recognize the spiritual growth in your world? So when I ask the question tonight, are you growing? Are you growing? And I want to spend some time in this because, you know, we could gloss over this and think, yeah, but everything's good. I'm, I'm in a rhythm. I'm in a routine. But you know what? Just because we're in a rhythm and just because we're in a routine does not mean we're growing. So we need to make sure that we are growing. Because when we give our lives to Jesus, the Bible talks about that we're new creations. The old has gone, the new has come. We are born again, infants in our new life. But God's will for our lives is not just to stay spiritual infants. He's called us to grow in our understanding, grow in our faith, and grow in our relationship with Him. This growth isn't just something we experience, but it is something we are called to pursue. And in Peter's second letter, in chapter 1, verse 3, it says this, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with, the, with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with a brotherly affection and a bro- uh, with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if we flick to the end of his letter after a few chapters of some teaching, 3 verse 17 says, You already know these things, dear friends. So be on guard. guard. Then you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather... You must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. See, we are called for growth, not just to stay where we are, not just to be complacent in what God has done, but He is calling us forward. Not just to sit there with a golden ticket thinking, you know what, now I'm going to get to heaven, so I'm going to go hide in a remote cave. We are called for so much more than that. So I want to unpack three markers of spiritual growth tonight, and I want to jump straight into it. And the first marker is a maturing diet. 
a maturing diet. It's hopefully common sense that if we stayed eating the same thing we did as infants through to adulthood, we probably wouldn't develop how we need to develop. The same thing that sustained us then probably wouldn't sustain us now. Now, I thought no one would be silly enough to try, but apparently baby formula, there's diets for that because I consulted Google and it's, it happened to people are strange and the internet is a weird place. But us normal folk realize that we need a little bit more than baby formula for the sustenance day to day. And just like our nutritional needs grow and need to mature, the same is with our spiritual growth. And in 1 Peter chapter 2, we see a snippet of this. He says, like newborn babies, you must crave pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into the full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment now that you have a taste of the Lord's kindness. Now, the interesting thing here, it's likened to milk. Now that you've made the decision for Christ, chase after these things, desire these things. But here's the interesting thing. God doesn't call us to stay on this diet. He actually calls us to mature because we flick over to Hebrews, we see a conversation with a group of Christians, and the writer says this after some teaching on Jesus, he says, in chapter 5, verse 11, there is much more that I would like to say about this, but it's difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. <laughs> Straight to the point. You have been believers for so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's Word. He's just keeping it real. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who, though, uh, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. The first marker of spiritual growth that we need to be honest with ourselves about is, is our diet maturing? Is our diet maturing? Because if our diet is solely based on attending church one service every week or every month, that isn't going to cut it. We're going to starve spiritually. So though that might be how we meet Jesus, and you might have been coming for a little while and you're starting to sort of ask questions and explore who Jesus is, that's awesome. Keep doing that. Peter encourages us to do that. But as we start to understand more, as we start to experience more of Jesus, then something needs to shift, and we have to find something else to add into the diet. It comes through the Word, prayer, worship, a deepening understanding that we need more of God and a deepening hunger to pursue Him. 
not just to do the surface level stuff and tick the boxes, but to actively pursue Him out of a deepening desire to do so. So tonight, church, as we ask and actually search our own hearts, is our diet maturing? The second thing is this. The second marker of growth is an evident strengthening of our faith. There's a strengthening of our faith. Anyone who knows me knows the gym is not really something that I get excited about. To the point where I was caught out just the other week by the guy laughing up there, Mr. Dan Windsor, because he asked, when was the last time I went to the gym? And I may have rounded up to a closer week than maybe it was. And I got absolutely called out slash dobbed in by my amazing wife that it was actually longer than just a couple of weeks. But see, the thing about the gym, <laughs> thanks, mate. Come on. If I'm going to the gym and I'm not seeing the results, let's just pretend for a moment that I actually put the work in. <laughs> Feels good. If I go in and I'm not seeing the results and, and nothing's really shifting and nothing's really happening and really the gym achieves nothing at all, then it all becomes kind of worthless. Now, it starts to take that form when I'm only going to the gym once every two months. Because I'll go in and, and lift up the same weights. And the same weights are equally as hard every time. I know, and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Go more frequently. All right, I go once a week. And then I up it to four times a week, five times a week. Now I go in and every time I lift the same weights, it's easy. But I'm not lifting any more weights. Just the same weights. Just the same sizes over and over again, and now it's starting not even to affect anything. I may as well not even be going. You see where I'm going with this? How much is it the same in our spiritual walk? We go in, maybe we we're not going. Or, and when I say going, I don't mean going to church, by the way. I mean engaging with Him, strengthening your faith. I just, this, that's, I just want to be clear here. Maybe we're not going frequently enough, so every time we come to dinner time, saying grace is real tough. You know, grace is awesome. We need to keep doing that. But if that's the only prayers we're praying, we need to start to strengthen a little bit. If we're just praying, God, give me some sunny weather, that's awesome to be praying. But if that's all we're praying day in and day out, maybe we need to up that a little bit. And you say, but why? It's like, well, because Jesus is pretty clear if we open his word that we can actually see greater things than he did. And he sends us out to do so. So we actually have a responsibility to, see, uh, to, to pursue a strengthening of our faith, to start to actually uh, put ourselves on the line, maybe work ourselves to breaking point, maybe push ourselves a little bit harder. So when we come in and we engage with Him and we, we pray or we come to church, maybe if we just sort of up our faith level just a little bit every time, then what we're sort of believing for, maybe healing or maybe breakthrough in, in work or maybe breakthrough with a family member, maybe that begins to, oh, this is actually 
pretty, pretty easy. Maybe I need to up it a little bit more and start praying for my work and start believing that God can move in my workplace. So, ooh, that, that's starting to get a little bit easier. So, so maybe now I'm going to get so bold that I'm going to pray for someone for healing. What? See, but it comes through a gradual strengthening of our faith. And what we will find is when we step up to the plate, who's already at the plate? God is there waiting for us and saying, come on, just take a couple more steps. Just stretch yourself just a little bit more. And I'll get into it more in a moment, but I just want to sort of deviate and say, sometimes we feel that God is distant. And what we actually find in Scripture, uh, I think it's Colossians chapter 2, is God says, follow me. So what does that mean? Well, that probably means God's moving. And if we're staying in the same place, it's going to seem like he's getting further away. But it's not him walking away from us. It's him actually calling us from where we are to where he wants us to go. There needs to be a strengthening of our faith. And quite practically what that looks like is do something tomorrow that you didn't do today in God. Pray for something that you didn't pray for yesterday, on top of what you did pray for yesterday. That's what strengthening our faith looks like. And then when we start to see breakthrough, then things start to shift. And I want to move into our last one tonight. The final marker of growth is a deepening intimacy with the Father. And the interesting thing is the previous two really come out of this. The the previous two markers actually come out of an intimacy with God. So I was thinking about intimacy during the week and, and intimacy with God, and it's sort of one of those things. It's, you can spend a lot of time thinking about it, but I felt pretty clearly that God said, Nathan, just stop thinking about it. It's not all that complicated. <laughs> and if you know me, you know that's a struggle in itself. <laughs> but it's actually not. I feel tonight very strongly that tonight God is going to whet people's appetites for an intimacy with Him. Now, now that's, that's whether you've known Him for your entire life or you've known Him for three hours. Wherever you are, God wants to whet your appetite for a deeper intimacy with Him. And that hinges on our response. He is here. He is ready. His presence is waiting for us to pursue a deeper intimacy. See, the thing about intimacy with God is it's a childlike intimacy. Jesus talks about in Matthew 18 that the greatest in the kingdom are those who humble themselves like a child. And the thing about childlike intimacy is that it's really based on a fully surrendered unashamed dependence 
on someone else. And a child who gets lost knows they're lost. And when they realize they're lost, they know that they need to find that person who can help them be unlost. Like, I remember at times when I got lost, and I remember what it felt like and how badly I wanted to be unlost. Because as kids, we recognize our need for our parents, our parental figures, their provision, their protection, their care. But especially in our culture today, we actually equate maturing and growth with independence. We celebrate independence. And as we get older, it becomes more about gaining the tools and the know-how to make our own way in the world and step out. And once we've learned enough to sustain our lives, then we go and make something of ourselves. That's our model in real life. But see, the kingdom of God is not like that. Our relationship with God is not like that. Because in his kingdom, the more we grow, the more we become dependent. It's almost backwards. It almost makes the other couple of things that we touched on feel like they're opposite. But because of God and his never-ending love for us, and because God is never-ending himself, we can never get to a place where we know everything he has to teach us. He's limitless. We can never know everything he can teach us. And so if my relationship with my parents is once I learn enough, then I go out on my own way because they've taught all they can teach. And this is, you know, a perfect world. It doesn't work like this. But let's talk about the ideal. There's that idea of they teach and then I step out. And then I go. See, but with God, the more he teaches us and the more we learn, the more we actually realize we don't know. As our revelation of God increases, so does the mysteries of God. They are, to get, they are connected. And so the more we know of him, the more he reveals of himself, the more he reveals there is so much more to know. And it's a never-ending pit. And so as we grow in our faith and as we mature in our diet, we realize that the more we know and the more we grow, then the more we depend on Him. And when we recognize that dependence, then that is where intimacy is birthed from. Because we realize I can, I can try to know everything and I can try to do it on my, uh, go out and do things on my own, but when, I, when it comes down to it, and when I actually think it through, I know that I can't do anything without Him. I can't do anything without His presence. I can't do anything without His provision. And when we come into that revelation, then things start to shift in our own worlds. It's the perfect feedback loop of a deeper and deeper childlike intimacy with Him. We need to let go of our desire to be independent and realize that our diet can only mature and our faith can only be strengthened as we fall deeper into his loving arms. And yet for so many, whether we realize it or not, we get to a place where we feel like we've made it. 
So the only option is to set out on our own. We are on a mature diet. We pre feel pretty strong in what we're doing. So we begin to claim independence in key areas of our lives. And we fool ourselves into thinking that because we have grown, now we can handle what life can throw at us. I can't bother him about my health, finance, relationships, or career. He's expecting me to handle those. He's grown me so that I can. I know he's God, but I've known him for a while now, and he's a pretty busy guy. And there are others that aren't quite as strong or aren't quite as on a strong diet, and he's looking after them, so I've just got to keep going on my own. I know that I'm saved, I know I'm saved, but he's out there saving more people. So for now, as long as I tithe and go to church, I have a pretty healthy and mature relationship with God. We think in terms of a big brother or a big sister. I need to look after myself a bit because I know dad is, has his hands full with the younger ones. So we don't graduate from an intimacy with him. We don't graduate into in independence. He actually invites us into a complete dependence on him. You look at Jesus' life. He didn't do anything unless the Father told him to. He didn't say anything unless the Father told him what to say. That's complete dependence and unity. And that's what we're called into. The greatest in the kingdom are those who become like children. And that doesn't sound very self-reliant. It almost sounds contradictory, uh, contradictory to, the, to the growing in our strength and growing in our diet. But he wants you to experience an intimacy with him to the point that he sent his own son to die for you. He paid everything to have an intimate relationship with you. Why then would he make himself distant? Why then would he make himself busy? Why then would he sort of try to graduate you into independence? Independence. He sent his own son to die for us. He gave it all. He paid the greatest price so that we could have a, a deep intimacy with him and we could have access to his provision. We could have access to his care. And so when we think of intimacy, it's not about graduating into independence and, you know, ticking the boxes, but he's actually calling us deeper into him, if the band could come up. The heart of intimacy is realizing just how in love God is with you. And that's why it's not overly that complicated. God loves you. <laughs> But when we think about that, if that doesn't break you in this moment, if, if that doesn't move your spirit, then you, you need to do a health check. That has to move us. If it doesn't, then what it suggests is that we think that's great, but I've passed that now. Because I'm looking after these things in my life. I love Jesus. I do the stuff, but I, I've got this stuff on my mind. No, he's actually calling us to give him that stuff. And we might know Jesus for the last however many years, but it's so easy to fall into this trap and the enemy loves it. 
Because in that moment, we lose our intimacy with Him. We lose our dependence on Him. And how easy it is for the enemy to take us out when we're no longer depending on the one who's saying, I'm over here. I'm right here. Intimacy is birthed out of giving everything, sharing everything, being vulnerable with God, inviting Him in, showing Him where we are struggling, letting Him help us, letting Him provide for us. Church, are you growing? Are you growing? Has your diet changed? Is your face strengthening? And when was the last time you just fell that little bit deeper into more of Him? Because we can never fall to the bottom. We can never learn everything. There's always something. There's always something. If everyone closes their eyes in this place. You know, tonight we've talked about what it looks to to grow, to spiritually grow, to grow in relationship and faith with God. And you might be in this place and you've never experienced that relationship. Well, tonight this, this thing is offered to you freely. Because as individuals, we've, we're broken, we've, we've sinned, we've fallen short of the glory of God. But through Jesus coming, living a perfect life, taking the sins of the world onto His shoulders and dying, defeating death, He then says, you know what? I will take your brokenness I'll make you whole. If you're in this place and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, then right now, in just a moment, I want to ask, will tonight be the night that you say, yep, I want that kind of relationship. He is our provider. He is our Father. He loves you. He wants a relationship with you. So if you're in this place and you want to make a decision to follow Jesus, I just want you to lift up your hand so I can see it. And I want to pray with you. Is there anyone in this place? Just hold it up high so I can see it. Awesome. Awesome. Anyone else? Great. Fantastic. Anyone else in this place? Just a couple more moments. you in a prayer if you responded tonight and I want you to repeat after me church I want us all to repeat these words but if you're praying this for the first time it's not a magic thing it's simply you talking to God so come on church especially if you raise your hand for the first time why don't you repeat after me dear Lord Jesus I know that I've sinned I know that I've fallen short and that I know that I need you. So tonight, 
I'm giving you my life. From this day forward, I'm following you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give these people a hand tonight? If, if you responded and you prayed that prayer for the first time, whether you put up your hand or not, we want to encourage you to do two, three things. First thing is tell someone. You need to tell someone. You don't walk this journey alone. That's why we're here. And, and so if you came with someone, let them know. Otherwise, you can go out to our Next Step Counters and one of the team would love to meet you and pray with you. Uh, the second thing is read a Bible. And if you don't have one, we'd love to put one in your hand. So again, you can visit those Next Step Counters. They'll have a Bible there for you. And we'd just love to give you that so you can start reading. The third one is get connected into a local church. This is a fantastic church. Come on. But if you're not from around here, again, chat to us. We'd love to get you connected into a church nearer to you. And, and you know what, church? God still wants to do a little bit of business here tonight. And we don't have a lot of time. But can I just put the challenge out just to put that ruler against the wall, just to put that ruler against the wall and, and actually check ourselves, are we growing? Because it's awesome that the church is growing. It's awesome that there's momentum in this place. God's doing amazing things corporately and in our community, but what about you? What about you? Let's stand in this place tonight. We're gonna finish in a moment, but we're just gonna spend a little bit of time in worship. And as we worship, lay it all out. This is where I can't say anymore. This is, this is where it's up to our response to Him. He is here and He is willing. He wants us to fall into Him. He wants us to fall into dependence with Him. He's got us covered. He is our provider. He is our healer. He is our guide. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.